You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Have you ever felt anxious but couldn't identify why? Sometimes triggers aren't always clear to us, but in this episode, we're going to talk about how to ident- how to how to speak and then how to identify anxiety triggers and list some of the most common ones. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, happy new year. Also, um I've really enjoyed my first week of 2022, Carly. I don't know if you agree or disagree for yourself. Um how's it been going for you? Man, it's been beautiful. I feel like the weather is getting better. Back mm-hmm. to regular LA programming. Um, <laughs> it's just been lovely, like very flowy um, and easy. I was going to ask what made the first week of 2022 good for you? Uh, for me specifically, it just it felt light and it felt easy. And at the same time, um, all the productive stuff got done and things were moving. And I don't know, I just felt like I didn't really have too many issues or not on the like day to day, you know, type front. Um, kind of started um, organizing my day a little different. I'm not really organizing it, but um, I don't know. It's weird how it's like the same things every time, right? But like how I pull out kind of like what's those top couple things I need to do, and I kind of just don't let myself be worried about anything else. So I don't know. It's been pretty good. How do you not let yourself be worried about anything else? I don't know, but I just, I think what I'm doing is I'm looking at the week ahead in general, and then it's like, all right, so I kind of get a feel for when I have a meeting or, like, you know, when something needs to be done by or by what day um, you have a meeting, whatever, right? And so I then kind of compartmentalize to the day, and it's like, okay, so if tomorrow I have this and this, then, all right, so I need to have that agenda prep today or um the certain thing, like couple things I need to do today, plus the meetings for today. That way, especially with meetings, like if I put my couple meetings on the list and it's like, all right, so Lex, you know you don't have time to be doing 500 other things versus when you know you try to kind of put a lot of stuff. Um, so I'm just doing a better job, I think, of gauging my own energy, engaging like um, what's realistic to get done. And so as a result, it's like, all right, I've been able to cross off all the things every day. And then you just, I don't know, kind of like, glide on in a better mood instead of feeling like, oh, man, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Um, and there's only been a couple times where I, like, would let it slide to the next day, but I think that was, like, Friday. So I was like, all right, I'll just work on that over the weekend, which I haven't, but um, I probably will work on that uh, for this week. Nice. I think that all of those things are kind of right in line with what we're talking about. But before we jump into um, triggers for anxiety, we have a call to action to everybody listening Y'all hit us up. Let us know some things you want to hear about. We have some amazing guests um, and programming coming up for, you know, in a couple episodes. Programming. <laughs> I don't know what it's I'm talking about. It's the PBS donation drive. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hit us up. You can hit us on Carly's Couch, um, on all the social medias. You can call us at 323-505-2030. 323-505-2030. Like all those uh like hood commercials from back home. <laughs> yeah, basically just leave us a comment if there's any topics you can think of that you'd like to hear about. I was at dinner yesterday and I was talking to my friends and they asked about the podcast. And I was telling them that it was going great, and you know, but looking for like kind of some topics or just different things to branch out and speak about. 
um, outside of certain things where I'm like, I think we know we want guests, right? So maybe there's some places or areas where you might have an idea for a guest to come on, or maybe there's like a topic that you would just want to hear more discussion about. Um, and to be honest, like if you want to say something or if you have like a, um, almost like a prompt to the show, like we can even start the show out reading a story, reading a question, you know, it's kind of open. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, exactly like, we're talking about this, answering these questions and, you know, end it out. So we're looking for, you know, just some creative ideas and to make sure that it does connect with you as the listeners. Yeah. So hit us up so we can keep bringing you this heat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was pretty interested, um, like you said, in how good your week has felt, because I feel like anxiety is kind of the opposite of that. I feel like mm-hmm. anxiety is kind of when things don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to notice like eh, something's off. Well, so, and then the reason I got the idea to talk about um, anxiety today, though, is even though I'm also saying, like, how great my week was, and it really was, like, really good. Like, literally, like, every morning, like, did felt calm. Like, I can read and chill, get into my work kind of as I wanted to, do my meetings. Like, everything kind of flowed. Um, but at the same time, in the last couple of weeks, I've been having, like, a lot of anxiety, but not obviously connected to anything so that's what made me think about this today is like well how what if you're like feeling anxious but it's like you don't really know what's going on exactly um and for me what that has looked like is like just random times or what seems to be maybe random times maybe it is I need to to pay more attention to like what was on tv or you know whatever and that's what we'll talk about um but like I would just start saying like to or like if I was with somebody like man I feel nervous right now or like I can feel my heart like really pumping and it's so weird when it's like I notice my body is doing something but in my brain I'm like okay like there's nothing really happening right now you know to be in fight or flight or anything like that and so it's just like kind of weird but like I kept feeling it and like like multiple times like over and over um so that made me think about well how can you tell what's causing anxiety Mm -hmm. um so what does anxiety feel like like for you like you said you put your hand um, on your chest, so is there something there? What does it feel yeah, like? Yeah, for me, so for me, I feel it physically. Like, I feel my chest feels a little tight, um, like where my heart is. My lungs might feel a little tight. Um, I can feel my heart beating a little faster. I feel kind of, like, nervous as if maybe, like, I don't know, like I'm about to present something or do something, but I'm not, in these cases at least, um, being, like, a little more irritable or, like, kind of, like, on edge at the same time. Uh, what else? Um, maybe a little bit restless sometimes, but I'm already like, that's kind of my regular state. Um, and then also another thing that I noticed, and this is what made me like really pay attention to it lately. I think it must be in conjunction with the anxiety, but like I keep envisioning like bad things happening. And by that, I mean, um, like when I come out of my driveway, my garage, like I'll be driving out and then I like, I'm stopped and I look left and right. But for some reason, like, in my head, I st- like, I envision, like, oh, man, a car, like, just swiping me out or something like that. And it's weird because I'm actually stopping. So it's not dis- – I know it's not dysfunctional anxiety. And so that's something, too, where there's functional and dysfunctional to where it's not like I'm just sitting there frozen, like, oh, I'm scared to go out. Like, I'm just – I look side to side, and I'm just like, dang, what if a car came out as I come out? <laughs> and it's like – but also the fact that I'm like, eh, whatever. Or, like, I've been on planes quite a few times recently – 
And it might be because I've been watching Die Hard because I did watch like all three of them joints. Um, and I've been binging 24 with Jack Bauer. So like maybe it's that also. Maybe I'm watching the wrong things. But like every time I've been in the plane, which is maybe two or no, like six times in the last few weeks, like I'll be like, oh, man, what if the plane blew up? You know, like so, mm-hmm. I, so I, I have these thoughts, which is kind of scary only because I don't want them to happen. So it's not like that. But it's kind of scary because also I do feel like, okay, I don't want to be thinking about the bad thing because, like, I don't want to be, like, bringing it towards me, you know? Um, But I've noticed it more and more. Like, I keep having those kind of thoughts, like, something is going to happen. Or not that it's going to happen, but, like, what if that happened type thing. Um, So that was a big thing for me. Um, Have you ever physically, like, felt anxiety yourself? Oh, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Um, Yeah, I feel it in my chest. I notice, like, my jaw gets tight. Sometimes I'm doing the yeah. Arthur fist, um, <laughs> like, just clenching. Like, so a lot of muscle tension. Sometimes um, when I'm, like, stressed or worrying or, like, really far in anxiety, like, I might get headaches. Uh, so physically, that's kind of how it manifests. Very shallow breath. But for me, I notice my anxiety picking up when I start having irrational thoughts. So similar to what you're thinking about, like things like the worst possible thing that could happen, like out of nowhere, it's like not even relevant or real or whatever, but my brain is just going there. I start to notice that like my, like my negative self-talk starts to pick up and I start getting more mean or more sensitive. And yeah, that's like, are you saying that the thoughts come first and then you get anxious or, or no, I'm saying I, when I start noticing irrational thoughts, I'm like, oh, I'm anxious oh, right I now. Oh, I see. That's how you identify yeah. that you're being anxious. Okay. Yeah, because if I'm not, like, aware, like you said, I've definitely thought about that. Like, damn, what if a, I just got took out by that car right now? Like, not even nothing crazy, but, like, not not even, and I say not, not even anything crazy in a sense. Like, it's not happening. It's just, like, my brain starts to go places. Or I'll have a conversation with a friend and everything's fine. I'm like, what if they don't love me anymore? Don't want to be, it's like, why, why are you going there with mm-hmm, your brain? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. For me, I... I definitely identify and like, oh, I'm feeling anxiety when I when I literally feel it, I think, more so than that. But I have noticed that. I don't know if I really notice negative self-talk all the time. Um, I don't know. Maybe it depends on how much I'm chilling. But not enough for me to be like, yeah, that's what it is. So for me, it's my body, like, for sure. Um, and then, like, when you're feeling anxious, like, we've talked many times before about uh, the history of it and the physiology of anxiety and fight or flight and adrenaline in your body. But like, what is it, what is it doing for us? And like, what is it telling us, especially if we're not in a situation where like something's actually happening? Um, I think, I think some people just have anxiety. So I don't think it's necessary. I think sometimes it doesn't have to have. Yeah. But then that's, I think we always like our brains naturally try to provide answers for everything. Like why we feel a certain way, why whatever. And sometimes things just don't have a purpose, but what it could mean is that, you know, there are some situations you're not processing some emotions that need to be dealt with some difficult conversations you're not having. It's like, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. you're not fully self-aware or not addressing the things you know, you need to, that's what builds up and can turn into anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, outside of just having an anxiety disorder. So, in that same vein, I feel like a lot of times I'll see stuff uh, when I'm reading about anxiety that does tend to lean on the fact that it's like your things are being bottled up inside of you. Um, and, like, that's the way your body's almost trying to tell you, like, hey, something needs attention. Um, like, an engine light or something like that mm-hmm. in your car. Um, and that's kind of how I think about it sometimes. And I know, uh, like with transcendental meditation, for example, um, I remember one of the things when you do the training for that, they talk about how 
you know, your body will like store stress and stores. Um, I don't know if it's right to say stores anxiety, but like mm-hmm. in storing yeah. like stress and all that in your body, um, how like this type of meditation allows it to kind of like keep like flowing and, and things of that nature. I know even with um, people who do stuff with chakras, like it's kind of like, all right, you notice where you're blocked up and like letting it flow. Um, but I feel like that stuff sounds kind of woo woo, but at the same time, personally, like when I feel my body, like physically feeling anxiety, um, lately what I have been like, all right, so like what's, what's going on right now? That's what I'm trying to think. Like what's like literally around me, like what am I looking at or what was I thinking about or who am I with, you know, um, and trying to figure out like what it is. And I think that's important. Um, and it does sound woo woo to be like, oh, your emotions are in your body. But there is a lot of scientific research behind that. The issues are in your tissues. And like <laughs> even in certain yoga poses, like you'll see people when they're getting like massaged or getting, you know, like a stretch therapist or in yoga and you'll start crying and being hip openers because we store a lot of trauma here in our hips. You store it in your fascia. Um, there's so many cool like scientific things about it in metaphysical anatomy. Sorry, and speaking of, um, even with crying, too, like, there was a few times I was, like, I was just kind of crying at, like, little things, um, and I know, of course, as a woman, like, there's certain times, you know, in the month where it's, like, you're just gonna be a little bit more, like, on the edge with that, but I, I don't remember if I was it or not, I don't think so, though, and so even with that, I was, like, dang, why am I crying, like, and I, I looked that up, too, because I'd just be looking everything up, and in the same kind of way, I was talking about, like, all right, sometimes, like, literally your body, if your body is overwhelmed, like, it just kind of will make you cry or make you whatever. So I'm like, I feel like all of this has got to be connected, but, like, what's going on? Um, so when you find yourself, like, in negative self-talk or where you're like, oh man, I'm feeling anxiety right now, is there a particular context that you notice? And you don't have to, like, put all your business out there, but is there a particular context to, like, that triggering for you that you recognize? Um, yeah, let me certain thing you you see or are around or do or whatever. Absolutely. So, um, when I think about like my biggest insecurities or the things that I kind of, you know, am am growing through and healing, like I've noticed like that's kind of like a big trigger for me. So abandonment. So for example, like, um, let's just say that, you know, someone and I was supposed to go on a date, but they end up canceling and going to do something else. It's like, oh man, I get mad, trigger, get super anxious, start to get overwhelmed. Um, that's like a big example, but even like smaller, um, and thinking about my body and like physical injury, I rolled the hell out of my ankle a couple years ago. I, a bitch was on crutches. It was bad. And so now I was running, um, like around the holidays and I rolled my ankle and I mm-hmm. automatically was like, Fuck, I'm never gonna walk again. It's like, okay, Carly, Damn. come on, bro. It's like, bro, what's going on? Damn, not you never gonna walk but, again. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, little around, mm. I think it's around previous wounds. You like go zero to 100. <laughs> Sometimes I do. And so, when I think about the things that trigger me, it's like things that rub up against old wounds that I'm trying to heal or where I've been hurt in the past, which I think mm-hmm. typically happens. But that's what I, when I notice my anxiety the most. The other one is when I haven't done something um, that I either said I was gonna do or I know I have done and I've been procrastinating. Like, I'm just super overwhelmingly anxious uh what about you like when thinking about that um well my legs fall asleep um well with the one of the first examples you gave are talking about like old things kind of coming back up um a lot of that sounds like it's connected to like attachment styles Mm -hmm. and you know the things that uh we learn growing up so probably like the same that same category around like attachment um with people and then um 
I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really sure like what the other ones really may be. But even with that, like uh, I was trying to think about like, what, what am I thinking? Like, that's what I'm trying to identify. I was like, what am I thinking before this started happening? Or what was I watching? Or like, is there something that I missed? Like a thought or like that started spiraling, but then I didn't notice it or, or didn't, you know, think about it as long as I should have or something like that. Um, so that's kind of what I want us to think about. So as a listener, we're going to go through some different types of things that may be triggers. Um, and you can think about which of those may be playing a part in anxiety in your life. Um, and so even like with this, I'm going to kind of take these and try to pay more attention uh, in the next few days and see if, all right, the next time like I start to feel anxiety, if I can identify what's going on. Mm, and I think the interesting part is like, in us trying to explain why we have emotions or anxiety or different things like sometimes it actually doesn't have anything to do with like mentally you know what's going on it's like kind of mm. what's going on on the outside of us so we'll talk about some of those too it's not all like oh, oh yeah it's not like all in wounds. your mind yeah mm. it's, it's it's a lot of different things that contribute so um i've noticed too actually um go back to answer my question being around certain people like i i noticed it's starting to be like that but then i still have to ask more questions like about why um, but I noticed that too. So that probably might stem from some of the attachment stuff, but, um, it's interesting when you can tell like, oh, literally being in certain situations, um, will cause your body to do that. It's like whenever you're driving on the road on the highway and it's like, the like I think that's kind of what emotions and anxiety can be for us, like little indicators of what's going on. And so a big one, I kind of already talked about it, but I would say like health issues. So thinking about, you know, being injured, being sick, being getting COVID. Like we have been in, we are in year three of COVID right now or something mm -hmm. like that. And so, um, you know, that in and of itself is a global pandemic. And so all of that energy can induce anxiety. And if you read any type of news or look at any type of social media and see all that stuff every day, it can cause that anxiety to well up in you. Mm -hmm. And then some people have like ongoing illness or, um, I don't know, maybe even health issues with like your own weight or body or whatever mm -hmm. may fall into that as well to where you know it really is like a stress to like think about deal with getting certain diagnoses etc um so that can really be a big trigger i would say another one this is another um well this one's more environmental is like certain medications can um trigger anxiety and by that like as a woman i know there's i've spent much time not on birth control and i spent enough time on birth control to know that even with things like that, like they can literally make you feel different or um, more sensitive in different ways or more irritable in different ways and literally like trigger your body in certain things as well. Um, and then, of course, you see all the um, you see all the prescription commercials and the 500 things they say at the end <laughs> that of that it can cause. Right. So clearly I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some of those could also, you know, bring anxiety within your body as well. So that's something to think about. Yeah, our body chemistry is so important. So from the medications we take to also the things we're putting into our bodies, um, caffeine. So going ham on caffeine or having caffeine on an empty stomach, like caffeine affects anxiety. They actually recommend, doctors recommend that people who have like a general anxiety disorder or like higher forms of anxiety, like lessen or like eradicate caffeine intake mm -hmm. in their lives. Yeah, and for somebody like me, so I love having like my coffee in the morning, but even in the last couple of weeks when I felt really anxious, it's like I've also been like, man, I probably shouldn't drink this because I don't think it so much like causes it, but it just doesn't really help. in like the adrenaline moving in your body and like physically, like if you're trying to like relax or calm down, 
Um, but I've still drank it. But like, I just was like, oh man, I feel like I should do something else. But I just enjoy the routine of that. <laughs> um, in the same vein, like if you skip meals or if your blood sugar gets too low, um, that can also affect anxiety in your body. Man, that's the biggest one for me. That's like a non-mental one that I know. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> if I ever feel like, man, shout out to Stacey Ann. When we were in business school together, um, <laughs> she would just look at me and be like, have you eaten? And I'm like, mm. no. And I feel like my whole world is falling apart inside. I'm like worried about things. Mm. I'm really anxious. And she's like, let's get you some food. That's when I started noticing like, oh, there's a correlation to like my mental well-being and how I show up and me eating, which sounds kind of duh, especially me being a trainer, but it's like you don't really ever stop to think about it. And so now I make sure I have snacks on deck because mm -hmm. I'm a very different person. Like those Snickers commercials, I'm a very different person. <laughs> right. There's some science to those. <laughs> um, but that is interesting because, again, that's it's like whatever's going on with your body. Then it like kind of does like start to affect your mind as well. It is all connected. It yeah. is. Um, negative thinking can also trigger anxiety. So you could maybe say a thing or start to think in a certain way, which leads to, you know, and all this stuff is connected, but it can lead to, oh, I'm upset or, oh, I'm, I didn't, I skipped a meal and, or, you know, I just laid down for 10 hours and, you know, it all can kind of compound upon itself. So of course, negative thinking does play a big role in anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then also, bread finances um getting unexpected bills like if you ever looked at your account and it's like payment went through you're like oh whoa whoa what payment or get a bill you weren't expecting and you had already you know spent that money on something else or in your head it's like i think almost anything unexpected can kind of throw you off your game sometimes mm -hmm. and this is probably due to um attachment styles and maybe other things but social events um, as well as like pub being in public or having to speak in public, like the thoughts of those things, the thoughts of having to entertain or like, you know, be social with multiple people, work a room, all of those things can be very triggering to anxiety as well. Um, I imagine because that can also trigger uh, thoughts about like yourself, your worth, your ability to like connect with other people, etc. Um, but like, I definitely feel that all the time. I don't think in like a crippling anxiety way but like definitely like walking to place like yeah i'm ready to go like or like i don't really want to actually talk to anybody or you know it doesn't it feels like it's like a job instead of like you're excited to go in and you know be around people sometimes man i've definitely felt that and i think even more like after being on lockdown and not really seeing a lot of people and then you know the world kind of opening back up and i've even noticed it even more like going back into spaces with people mm -hmm. um a similar in social interactions and relationships, conflict is a big anxiety inducer. Some people want to avoid those conversations entirely. Some people will, like we've talked about how like even just saying, you know, like I don't want to go to brunch or whatever can bring up so much anxiety and overthinking. So anytime, you know, you're possibly in conflict, like maybe even just in your head, like that definitely can bring up anxiety. Mm -hmm. And with conflict, I feel like that's so broad, but like, I think even right now, and I'm still trying to like work out my own stuff too, is that when I'm feeling anxiety, um, if there is something going on like with my partner or with a family member, um, things like that, it's like, okay, but also like, what about that? You know, like I'm not always like on a hundred or feeling like anxious necessarily about that. So like, what's different? What's, you know, still trying to try to figure out like what is making me feel anxious about that conflict. Um, cause it may be that you're in conflict, but also, you know, okay, maybe you've talked about it or maybe you're not necessarily running from it, but you're, there's still something affecting you about it. Um, so still lots of stuff to uncover with that. 
stress is another obvious one um, that can connect to everything else on here. But of course, like the more stressed you're feeling, um, that can lead you to feel anxiety that can come from work, from relationships, from everything as well. Um, and again, like it seems weird because if I talk about feeling anxious and I'm asked, well, are you stressed? It's like, not, I don't know, like not really, but also I feel like I'm always have a little bit of stress and we know that a little bit of stress is always good for you as well. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're not moving really, you're not moving forward. Um, so again, it's like, okay, cool. I feel a little bit of regular stress, but is that different than before? Not really. Another one, and probably one of the largest or one of the biggest fears of most people in the world is still public speaking. So I feel like that's always anxiety inducing, but then reconnecting it back to something that, um, I either read or my therapist, something I learned a long time ago is like checking in with yourself. If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So being, being tired and exhausted can also amp, amp up anxiety. So checking in with yourself on all four of those. Mm -hmm. And then there's other like personal triggers too. So Carly kind of mentioned this a little bit, but there may be like something literal that had happened. Um, like I got electrocuted. So maybe, you know, there's certain things that might, if I see it or think about it, it might trigger me or, or people, um, for example, been in car accidents, like, mm -hmm. so when they're on the road, it is like a little different when they're thinking about things, depending on what you've gone through. So there's lots of other personal triggers as well that may connect to something in your past, something in your story, um, that if you see something that reminds you of it or makes you think of it or, um, feels like it's going to happen again, you're in the same familiar situation that you start to get tense and you start to get anxious because your body feels like you're preparing for it to happen again. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about that list of other things we kind of talked about, like the mental ones, but also the environmental triggers, I think there are ways we can even further narrow that down. So thinking about those things on a very broad topic. So, for example, conflict um, and then thinking about you know, with whom do you have conflict? Because we have conflict with a bunch of different people, like, you know, maybe someone at work, maybe someone at the post office, mm -hmm. and then your partner. But maybe you only get anxious whenever it's, you know, people you don't really know. Or maybe you only get anxious when it's your partner and thinking about, you know, why that could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you identify somebody that you're having conflict with, what else can we maybe ask ourselves or is it kind of like maybe uncovering like, all right, what's, you know, I think it's maybe like thinking about yourself, like what haven't I said or like what haven't I expressed maybe? Because um, maybe sometimes the anxiety is like you're not honoring yourself, you're not listening to yourself. So like what is there that maybe has not been put out there? Um, but I think that can be difficult to figure out as well. Um, so I think. So you ask yourself, okay, so conflict, I notice I get anxious anytime I'm in conflict. And then you can just sit down and think about the situations and asking some of those questions. Lexi just mentioned it. And also like, you know, what, what needs aren't being met? What am I accepting that I don't accept? Um, what beliefs am I not, you know, honoring or am I going against them in this certain way by being in this relationship or by doing this? Am I putting that, their needs in front of mine? There's like so many things in it. I mean, it's, you know, infinite. We could ask a bunch of questions, but it really, you know, boils down to you sitting with why you're uncomfortable and what really is triggering those things. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of those are really good questions, too, because then at least you're opening yourself up to, like, if you can identify it, then what? Like, you can kind of manage it a little bit. You can manage, like, all right, this is really what I'm actually saying right now. If I'm sitting here, like, waiting for somebody to call me or something and I'm starting to get anxious, then what am I saying? Like, I believe like that I need this or 
um, that I can't be okay without whatever else. And like, now it's kind of, you're telling yourself that. And a lot of times we know better, like we know what it needs to be. We're just kind of slipped back into like the same old, same old. So it's like, all right, bet. Like, let me go do something else. Let me go, you know, hang out or whatever. Um, so perhaps identifying it is just the first step in being able to at least break it down for yourself. And then you have the option now in the agency to like actually be choosing something different. And that's why I love discussions like this and really just sitting down and kind of delving deeper into these things. So we get these indicators, like these flashing lights on our car or the little bumps on the side of the highway, whatever. But it gives you a chance to really just get back in alignment with yourself because they're really showing you something. Like if you are a generally stress-free person, but every time you talk to, you know, your mama or your brother or whoever, you just get stressed and you just notice like, ooh, it like takes you out of your character. It's like, all right, bro, there's something we can look into here. Let's start asking some questions yeah. and figuring some stuff out. That might have been what it triggered it the whole thing for me because it's like being around family it's like you be loving your family but also it's like man i'm glad y'all don't be on social media nowadays because y'all have been getting <laughs> packed up packed the fuck up out of here <laughs> um some of the things like you know that old people be saying or believing and stuff and sometimes it just gets irritating being around like folks especially folks that you're connected to and that you love but like you're not really trying to have all these conversations all the time um, and then they're not like a stranger. You could just be like, all right, whatever, you know, and not worry about it. So that might have been what triggered it all for me. But looking at like the list of triggers, uh, a few things that stand out outside of conflict and stress, of course, I think also with some of the body things, it is like eating a certain way um, and eating well that ha plays a big part as well in how you're feeling. Um, so those are some more things that I'll kind of think about as I move forward and, and try to ask myself those questions. Yeah, me too. Um, and just, I, I would say if you're like, man, this is a lot of information. I don't know where to start. The first thing is to really sit with your physical body and notice how anxiety shows up for you. Cause we're all different. Like you might not have any of the symptoms that Lexi and I did, but maybe you have insomnia or like restlessness, or maybe you just feel overwhelmed. Yeah, that's the main one. I do not have. Are you having trouble sleeping? I was like, nah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> thank God. At any given time. I, um, I just started working back out again. I took a nap for like two hours one day, woke up for a couple, and then went right back to sleep at 10 o'clock. Like, I don't have no problem with that. Um, but to Carly's point, there are different things. So I think we're pretty familiar with how our body feels. I definitely am now. Um, but it's just now that I'm trying to, not trying, but kind of labeling like, okay, this is anxious behavior. Like, this is anxiety. And now, like, what does that mean? And what can you do? So with all of the tips and things we've given you, um, a couple of things that you can do to further this work for yourself and the practice of identifying the triggers. Number one is to journal. Um, and this is just a good way to, if you have like a little little pad with you or if you use like your notes in your phone, which is what I do a lot of times. And if I'm having a certain thought and I'm just, you know, I, I think about having the thought, I'll like write it down in my um, phone notes. But when you're feeling anxiety, you can jot that down. You can think about immediately like, Oh, what was I thinking about? Or who was I talking to? Um, and try to see like what you can identify while it's fresh and while things are happening. Um, that's a really good way to kind of open up the doors to explore what's triggering you in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, another one is to talk to a professional to help you work through these things. A lot of times we just don't have the tools. It's not that we're not smart enough or self-aware enough or whatever. We just are not trained to go through these things. And um, it's always great to have um, someone on the outside kind of like helping ask questions to get you to where you want to be um, with yourself. And so finding, you know, some way to talk to somebody who can help you if you feel like you're really struggling with it. 
Yeah, I think one of the best things about working with a therapist is like they really do ask you questions that you might not have thought to connect to this immediately. So like, you know, you always end up back to talking about your childhood or your family. And then you're thinking about things and I undercover under what what word am I trying to say? Un covering things <laughs> that, things. right i was like not undercover <laughs> you're uncovering you know things that you hadn't really thought about before or you maybe hadn't processed back then but now you can start to connect a pattern or start to see oh like these same things are happening or you're still kind of in that mode during when you're in anxiety um, maybe i'm going back to being like an eight-year-old or whatever it is right but it's just interesting with another person being able to kind of navigate you through your own kind of thoughts and your own ideas and and that way you kind of get to just see what comes out um so definitely 10 10 recommend um working with a therapist man 100 out of 10 and then the last one is um really just to be patient with yourself um be honest with yourself even the hard things and because self like self-reflecting about anxiety or things and fears, traumas, like that can be really tough. And so just being kind to yourself, really being patient, taking that time and also being honest enough to ask yourself the real questions, the hard questions and to face yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, again, I think I'll take it back to that first thing where like when you're in it, just like write some thoughts in your notes down. Because what's interesting also is sometimes you can go back to that later on and be like, oh, damn, <laughs> like I was off or like you can see where oh, this is actually coming from a negative lens, or you can see um, just kind of different perspectives from when you're in it, and then, like, another time when you may feel a little bit more clear or not as anxious um, and looking at it a different way. So I think, for sure, just get the thoughts down, get your ideas down, um, and just kind of track with them. And that also helps you identify patterns. So you'll be like, oh, man, anytime my palms start sweating and my heart feels like it's beating out of my chest, I'm anxious. Or, you know, anytime I talk to this person or I talk about this or maybe anytime I go to work, I start to get anxious. Or whatever it is, you start to notice patterns and you can heal from there. Um, and then I saw this really cool tip actually on TikTok, but then I, a second source and third source researched it. And mm-hmm, that's good. Um, of You know, because we'd be researching everything. But um, if you're ever having... Like you feel like you're about to have like um, an overwhelming sense of anxiety or panic and like you really just need to get out of it because it starts to feel like it's overwhelming. I thought that if you have like a sour candy, like a warhead or some type of thing, and you put it in your mouth, it'll take you out of it because it brings your brain back into the present moment. Your, your brain, something about it scientifically, a couple doctors and therapists, I read it up, said that your brain really can't process all that anxiety and do that and like process the sourness of the candy. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a shock to your system. And then lately I've been doing, um, man, I just thought about this. Lately I've been doing cold showers. So in the morning I'll shower, but then the last, you know, two, one to two minutes, I'm building it up will be cold because that's kind of like a shock to your body. That's like a good stress to your body and helps you be present, but also like brings down your anxiety for the day. Like you have lasting serotonin and dopamine effects from it. So just thinking about those two things too. And you can also fourth source research that, but, um, carry that around and maybe try carry like a piece of candy around, but maybe also try some cold showers. Mm-hmm. Cold showers are really good for keeping you young. Um, it's a really, really good stress for you. I just never been able to bring myself to do it. So, um, but that's a good that's a good practice. So, with those last couple of things that you said, that's kind of where I'm at now too. Where it's like, all right, I know when I'm feeling anxiety now, and I'm noticing that I'm feeling it more often, and like what seems to be kind of randomly, um, or not like directly connected to you know, anything. So now I'm trying to figure out like, all right, when I feel like that, what do I do? Cause I've tried like breathing or I just like, just kind of lay down for a minute. And sometimes it really just, I don't know. It's like at some point it kind of runs its course, but 
Um, just been trying to think of like what things I can do. So I'll have to look more into that. If you have any practices when you're feeling anxiety that you have any um, ideas that I can try, please feel free to leave them in the comments. Yeah, and let us know. And then if you have any shout outs, if y'all are doing dope things, which we know you are, hit us up so we can actually shout y'all out. Like get y'all mm. some business, get y'all some flowers and some big ups for all the amazing stuff you're doing. Yes, please do. And then our question of the week dun, 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 dun. is Carly Carpio. If you could be any TV show character, who would you choose to be? Oh, man. Um, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One character. And I'll say like for a week so you don't have to feel stuck to it. Yeah, feel stuck. If you already have somebody, go because I'm, I'm thinking. I'm waiting for you. Oh, man. <laughs> um. Man, I think it'd be cool to have powers. I don't know why the first person that came to mind is mm -hmm. I Dream a Genie, but somebody oh, with powers. Cool. So maybe I Dream a Genie. I don't really like remember that. like everything she was able to Me do. Neither. But that's that sounds like good. that's why I didn't want to commit to her. Um, but maybe Bewitched. Oh yeah, because Bewitched, she has some cool. She can do all kind of cool stuff. Yeah, like, click her nose. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, for me, I would say one of the one of them because there's lots of Hell actually yeah. cool things. Um, one of them I would say would be Carmen San Diego. Oh, yeah. She got to, like, travel and just steal things. And then she went to jail every time, but also she escaped every time. So. So it was good. Yeah. So, all right. I already <laughs> got the money in my account. Like, what's, <laughs> what's up? up? <laughs> so, yeah. Who would you like to be for a week? What TV show character? Um, feel free to leave us five stars, a review, comments. Let us know what you're thinking, what's been on your mind. And hopefully this episode on triggering anxiety has been helpful for you. Share with a friend. See y'all next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>